Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Well, hi there. Welcome to You Beauty, Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. I'm Kelly McCarran and it is Thursday, which is Spotlight Day. So I'm going to take a good old deep dive into something I think that you will find super interesting in Beautyland, super interesting and hopefully super helpful. If you have a suggestion, as always, please don't forget to email us at youbeautyatmamamia.com.au. I promise that we don't just come up with the subjects. I mean, sometimes we do, but the majority of the time they are spurred on by suggestions from our UBs, so keep them coming. Today, we're going to chat about hair removal and all of the different options on the market. Body hair is a funny thing, isn't it? Many women try to grow lovely long and thick hair on their eyebrows. They want long and luscious eyelashes. And our heads of hair, the longer and the thicker, the better. We even go so far as to ingest different lotions and potions, promising to do as much. But at the same time, we're desperately, not all of us, but many of us are desperately trying to do everything and anything to make the rest of our bodies look as hairless as a sweet little baby seal. The state of our pits can determine whether or not we wear sleeves, and the level of hairiness our poor vulvas have sprouted can stop even the most confident of us from shimming into a swimsuit. Trust me, that was me last weekend, actually. I looked down and I was like, Jesus Christ, I've got sideburns in this bad boy. It wasn't good. This isn't exclusive to women, not by a long shot. Lots of men are also into being seal-like, or more popular is the manscape. The manscape is when they trim their hairs down to something more stylish and manageable than what Mother Nature graced them with. And this also isn't the case for people in general. There are plenty of both men and women who absolutely do not care at all about hair removal. It is 2021, and if a man proudly wants to strut around in speedos with his hairy back on display, go for it, son. And I've seen more and more women put down the razors and embrace their pit hair and it looks super soft to BH. I sometimes fancy growing mine so I have something to pat because I know this is a little bit TMI, but it's you beauty, so whatever. My husband gets wildly mortified every time he catches me patching my pubes, even though I've repeatedly told him it's not a bloody sexual thing. It's just soft and kind of like a pet. So maybe if I grew up my armpit hairs, then I'd, that would be like more socially acceptable to pat. Anyway, for the purpose of this episode, I'm just going to assume that everyone listening is looking to get rid of their hair. Unless you're that bored or you just love the sound of my voice so much that you want to listen to me bang on about something that doesn't interest you or relate to your life. Yep, didn't think so. So you're probably all here to hear about hair removal. So however you identify, let's all agree that we are a bunch of hairy beasts looking for the best hair removal options. I know that if you saw a photo of me, you'd be like, doll, you're fair AF. You can't possibly be that hairy. But oh, I am. I may be blonde, but it's mighty. 
It's thick, it catches the sun, and it is definitely mighty. (laughs) I remember being a wee lass, like legit like eight years old, and I was so self-conscious about the white thick hairs that covered my little legs when so many of our other girls didn't seem to have any. Upon reflection, I'm sure that they did, but in my mind, I was A, the only girl who had hairy legs, and B, the only girl who didn't have a billabong backpack. And my mum was one of those mums who didn't want me to shave as a young teenager. So even as I grew up, she sort of let me use hair removal cream once I was old enough, which back then, hair removal creams were repulsive. They were disgustingly smelly and not overly effective. But I was terrified of the other option she gave me, which was waxing. And at some point, I stole her razor and went ham on my legs, pits, and even my vulva. But all I remember about that incident was squirming uncomfortably in the library as the razor burn and prickles caused havoc on that very sensitive skin. And obviously, then I didn't want to tell mum and ask her for a cream because then I would have had to have admitted what I'd done to my lady region, which was, you know, when you're that young, it's kind of mortifying to talk about. Actually, even now, I would probably wouldn't be like, hey, mum, I've got an itchy vag. But enough about me and my hairiness history although I'm sure that we'll get back to that later, let's look at the hair removal options on the market so I can really summarize them, the pros and cons, and then you'll have a better understanding of what's right for you. For the purpose of this episode not turning into a marathon, I'm sticking with general body hair removal because there are way too many additional options for the face that I really CBF getting into today. Let's start with laser. Laser is the newest and it's one of the most popular forms of hair removal. I've never had it. And for those who can join me in that club, it's a sad one because most people I know seem to have had at least one area lasered in their lifetime. Laser hair removal works by sending the light of a laser through into the pigment in the hair. This light converts to heat, which damages the hair follicle and the hair bulb. It takes two to three weeks after your first treatment to see any difference and eight to 12 treatments, depending on your level of hairiness, ETC, to get the full result. You also have to be really regular with your appointments because your hair follicles are all at different stages of hair growth. So you want to make sure that each one has the chance to get zapped. Otherwise, that's how you're going to end up with like random errant hairs. Like you'll look down and be like, why do I have a three centimeter pube? Well, that's probably why. Also, I guess just tweeze it if it's one pube. What are the pros? Well, it's 90% permanent. Some people do need to go back every now and then for a quick zap, especially someone going through hormonal changes. Hello, pregnancy. Like I said, I haven't had laser, but my sister who is also pregnant has, and she said that, well, some of her areas are turning back into hairy wildebeests. So pregnancy and hormone changes can bring hair back, but mostly it's pretty much for life and it's rare your hair would grow back the way it was prior to laser. So when she says that she's getting hairy, she probably has like five hairs. Another pro is that it's quick. Although you have to leave your house, the appointment times are generally super, super short and you're not going to get any ingrown hairs or stubble or pigmentation from the ingrowns. You know how like sometimes after you've had an ingrown, you squeeze it, you try to get that pesky hair out and then it's like a red dot and then it actually like looks like a pigmentation dot. That's what I mean when I say pigmentation from ingrowns. Any of those things that we often try to avoid more than the hair itself, you won't get those with laser hair removal. The cons. If you're getting a bunch of areas done, it's way more expensive than other options as you will need so many treatments. However, given that it's close to permanent, it's way cheaper long-term, but short-term you'll be a lot more out of pocket. Everyone's pain threshold is different. 
Some people report minor discomfort. Other people do report sharp pain zaps. It's definitely not pain-free, so that's something to take note of. And although hair removal and warmer months go hand in hand, winter is actually a way better time to get it done because you do need to be more diligent than ever about sun exposure in the weeks leading up and post laser as you can really damage your skin. So if you're listening to this and you think, maybe it's time I finally booked laser, potentially consider waiting again until next year, autumn, winter, just because of this. There are also the at-home laser devices. Now, these are great for maintenance, but I've personally not heard of one that will effectively work in the same way that the salon version does, which makes sense because it's a stronger laser. You couldn't safely have randoms at home, like me being just an old mate at home going, I'm going to laser myself with this professional-grade laser. No, not good. Things are going to be damaged. It will not end well. I think of them kind of like how I think of an at-home LED mask. We have done a spotlight episode on that. Pop it in the show notes if you're interested. They are great for maintenance, but you're never going to have the same results as when you're actually in the salon chair with a professional device aimed at you. Next up on my list, waxing. And I have a love-hate relationship with waxing. On the one hand, I know I said I wasn't going to mention face, but just for the purpose of this, I will. I think it's the most effective and easiest way to get rid of my bushy Frida Kahlo brows. Not get rid of them, but dial them back because they are so bushy. They honestly look like John Howard brows. They're on another level. But on the other hand, I've had my lady area waxed twice in my life for special romantic holidays and holy hell, no. No, no, no. It was horrific. It was torture. But you can't stop them. You're lying there but you don't want to get up because you'll walk away looking like a half-plucked bleeding bird. And it wasn't even the actual waxing that was the most horrendous. It was trying to put on jeans afterwards. And then not to mention, I absolutely did not want any hanky-panky on these romantic getaways for the first few days because it was so tender. But I have plenty of gals in my life who carry on chatting to their waxer without a care in the world, which is always like, that's such a funny thing when you think about it, that you're just like lying like everything just out without a care in the world. So it just might be my intolerance to all levels of discomfort in life that make me hate waxing that much. But yeah, but whether or not you're doing an at-home job or in salon, it's pretty similar outcome. Basically, waxing works by applying the wax directly onto the skin. It comes in a few different forms, but it all pretty much works the same, where it clings to the hairs. When the wax is removed quickly and in an upwards motions against the hair, the hairs are stuck to the wax, leaving your skin smooth. The pros are the hairs take way longer than shaving to grow back as you're pulling it out from the root rather than just cutting it at the skin. And the cons are, well, it hurts like a bitch. And if you are doing it yourself at home, it can get a bit sticky. And wax can end up in unfortunate places, but that might just be me. But I feel like it's probably happened to everyone. Moving on to creams. Yes, like the hair removal creams I spoke about initially using as a teenager. It makes me so happy how far this category has come since the days when my mum first got me to use it. I just remember the stench. It made my eyes water. It was that strong. The creams are formulated to break down the keratin structure of the hair follicle, so your hairs become so weak that they actually break off as you wipe the cream away, leaving you with smooth, hairless skin. There are so many different formulas now too, and while all hair removal creams, they actually do the same thing. They get rid of the unwanted hair, so wherever you put the cream. Some are infused with calming ingredients that leave skin soft and moisturized. 
Others boost formulas that not only remove hairs but help memonize future hair growth and ingrowns. They're all grown up just like me. The pros are, well, pretty much just the one. It is completely painless other than the obvious things. Like it does work. It gets rid of the hair, blah, blah, blah. And it's really easy to use. Cons. Some people do have allergic or sensitive reactions to different formulas. So actually make sure you do a patch test before slathering an entire limb with the stuff. Don't just like read the thing that says do a patch test and go, haha, yeah, right. Actually do it because you don't want to burn your skin. It is a little bit more time consuming than shaving and lasts only a few days longer. However, I do think that your legs in particular feel way nicer afterwards. And it can be messy and cold. It's easy to wash down the drain and a great option for the months when you're not going to be standing there freezing your nips off. But I definitely don't recommend for winter because it's not like shaving where you can just like stand under the hot water while you do your legs. Like you need to be without water running. Last but not least, and probably the world's most popular hair removal device, oh, the humble and trusty razor, ladies and gentlemen. It is so easy to leave one of these bad boys in your shower and quickly grab it to run over your pits and lower limbs. I even do my toes in the shower if they're looking a little bit hobbitish. Takes one second. Shaving is simply using a razor to remove the tip of the hair shaft that has grown up through the skin. There's a bunch of cheap disposable options on the market and lots of fancy pantsy electric versions. They all effectively do the same thing. It just depends on your preference. The biggest problem with razors is the ingrowns and razor burn and rashes, and it's just not a good time when you want to get your pins out, but they look like you're a little bit infectious. And we actually answered this in Monday's episode of You Beauty. Lee and I covered the best ways to combat these pesky skin issues. So I'd go back and have a listen to that ep if you're curious. Wink, wink. The pros are easy, effective, affordable. Not that I do, but given I'm a hairy beast of a lass, I could realistically shave every day or second day in the shower and it wouldn't be a huge hindrance on my life. It's more me forgetting or just being ridiculously lazy and not caring about a little bit of prickle. The cons are, especially when you start out, but it can still happen years later, sometimes nicks happen and you bleed a lot more when the water's running and it can look like a horror show, but it doesn't happen as often. Like The more practice you get and the better quality razors you're using, it shouldn't happen. And as we discussed, the quick regrowth, the stubble, the razor burns and the ingrowns are all cons. There you have it. Those are the main ways to get rid of unwanted body hair. Writing this, though, I did have flashbacks to this torture device my mother bought me when I was a teen. And basically, you plugged it into the wall and ran it over the hairy area and it would pull your hairs out. It was horrible. I completely forgot what it was called and actually did a quick Google to remind me, but I couldn't find it still. So if you also used to have one of these torture devices, please DM me so we can commiserate together. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Beauty. Lee and I will be back in your ears tomorrow for Spendy Savies and make sure that you're following us wherever you get your podcasts.